You are listening to the Scale with Speed podcast. Why? Because scale equals revenue and speed equals profit. Hosted by nine-figure business builders, Matt Monero and Judge Graham. Enter with caution. Welcome to the Scale with Speed podcast. I'm Matt Monero with... The Judge Graham. The Judge Graham again. Judge, can you believe how fast these Thursdays come around? It's like... It's been great. It's like Thursday again? Holy shit, man. They fly. Big guy. Today, we have a very interesting topic that came to us from a listener. Okay. In which uh, he has a fast-growing, scaling company. And his question to us is, when do I know when to give up control? Mm. I'm a control freak. I've done everything. I've started it from scratch. Now we're hockey sticking, starting to make a lot of money, like a lot of money. This is not just like tens of thousands. This is a guy who has a seven-figure EBITDA. And he's beginning to say, when do I give up control. So that's our topic for today because you are facing that problem, Mr. or Mrs. Entrepreneur. You are wondering, can I trust somebody else? They're not going to do it as good as me. And we're going to give you insights on why there is a uh, pro and a con to that. Mm-hmm. And I think it'll it'll come to you guys very interestingly today because um, Judge and I have experienced both sides of that equation. So let's just go through what the typical phase looks like for you, the listening audience, and as it played out for Judge and I. The first phase is you're doing everything. Mm. I mean, that's all That's all there is to it. You're doing everything. Mm-hmm. You're doing the books. You're doing the sales. You're doing the operations. You're doing the execution. You're doing the, the janitorial services. You're doing the IT. I mean, you're doing everything. Then it sort of moves to this, Judge, right? Uh, then I'm going to hire somebody to help me with sales, or I'm going to hire somebody to help me with admin, right? Mm-hmm. That's the that's the that's always the, the next phase. And then the, the next phase after that is something didn't change. You thought that that person was going to help alleviate things, and you actually end up still working 12 hours, six days a week. Yeah. So that's 70 to 80 hours a week. But mm-hmm. wait a minute. I was supposed to hire this guy. This guy was supposed to help me, right? But it mm-hmm. didn't go away. Then you, you're just immersed in your business. You're thinking about it constantly. And here's what Judge and I see constantly. The person hires the first employee, this assistant, and they begin to think they fucking made it. Yeah, oh, bad, bad thing. I mean, dude, we were just we were just talking about it yesterday. Judge and I were with somebody about, you know, the guy says, "How many how many hours do you think I'll, I'll need to work for you guys?" And we both, like in sync, responded to the guy, "Bad question." Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Wrong question to ask. <laughs> it was funny, man. I mean, I wanted to bust out laughing when he asked it because both of us had the same answer. Like, wrong question. Dude. I don't know why I think it's so funny today. It's like, well, I mean, I think it. I think it's the the reality of the entrepreneur, right? And I think that. Listen, we. <laughs> Nobody want you and I don't believe in hashtag hustle, hashtag grind. But I mean, here's the reality. But we do believe in hashtag winning. Yeah, and and it's it's not a dude. It's an all in thing. Okay, so anybody listening to this right now, because <clears throat> the topic is when when do you you know take away and, and delegate? It's when you can. And what I mean by that is, dude, if you're starting a company, it's it's hard. 
and you need to put the fucking work in. Okay, mm-hmm. so the reason Matt's laughing is, you know, we were interviewing a CEO for one of our, our companies, and for him to ask the question, well, how many hours do we need to work a week? Dude, that he already lost. He already lost. Like, it's not, I don't care if it's two hours or it's 120. I don't give a shit about the effort. I care about the result. But if you're going into it asking about effort, you already lost. And, and so when do you hire somebody? When you need them, when you can afford them, when you have put in the effort needed to yield the result to allow you to free up time to to stay stay, busy again. Yeah, to get again to where then you can hire again. Okay? That's, and we could end the podcast right there, but we're not going to, but it's that, it's that simple. So, but that's what happens. Everyone is looking for the day that they can delegate it. Everyone's looking for the day that they get to coast. And, you know, well, delegation's I, hard. Delegation is a skill set all to itself. Building a team, hiring the right people, managing. Having, managing, having a vision, all of that. And none of it, in our opinion, alleviates your effort. Right. It just segments it a little Mm -hmm. bit, but the effort has to be the same, which takes me to this next point of the typical phase, which is you begin to think about your business constantly and you need to make your business a member of your family. And I know that sounds crazy, but we were just talking about this. It needs to be at the dinner table. Dude, you and I were willing to make a sacrifice that we both hope was worth it. But let's be straight about it, and please don't let me put words in your mouth. But I sacrificed my family for the success of my business for a period of time. Yeah, I did too, no doubt. And listen, that's not something I think I'm proud of and I wish upon anybody. That's just that's just what it takes. I think so. You know, and and so, you know, I Mitch is uh, Mitch has been on here a couple of times. It's my buddy I work out with. He's starting the thing. I'll give a plug for him only accept greatness. So he's focusing on men in the 40s and 50s, getting them back into shape. And the thing I told him, Matt, I said, dude, are you, the reason we have, Matt and I have a company called Burn the Ships is because that, dude, I mean, are you really willing to do what it takes? And so like even talking to Mitch and he's like, well, should I get, you know, uh, you know, should, should I order this sweatshirt? Yes. Are you going to do the fucking company or not? Like, you got to go in. You have to commit, which he's doing. But if you're asking yourself those questions of like, oh, I start this company and, um, you know, I may have to miss the ski trip. Mm. No, fucking, you you should be thinking always, do I get to go on the ski trip? Not, am I going to have to miss it? So if you're in that mindset, you shouldn't go into a business. If you own a business now and you think that way, you are fucked. I would just Period. I would just put that exclamation point to it and say the reality is you you should not want to go on the ski trip. Yeah, dude, you, you should actually should want you should say to yourself, I have to do that just so I can check the box, but I really want to be back at you, work. you know where the winning is, Matt? In everything. Okay. Um I played football at college, you know, I was a backup guy. I did not win in football, okay? You know who you, you, won? Dude, you played D1 at TCU. Okay, That's but, a win. Listen, but you know who won, who I played with? LaDainian Tomlinson. 
You know why he won? It was all the shit you didn't see in practice mm. or games. It was the hour he was in there before practice doing weights and film. Yeah. It was the two hours after practice that he was in the weight room and watching film. It was after the game, not partying, going back and watching film. In life, you win in the areas nobody watches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you think you're just going to win going in 8-5, to five, good luck. So let's keep working through then of how this, this phase continues, buddy. As someone begins to hire more people and they begin to attempt to give up control, sooner or later the founder is going to turn into the player coach, right? They're going to have to keep selling, but now they're also managing the team, right? Mm -hmm. At different departments and different people. They're not just managing sales. They're still managing the whole thing. They become this player coach. My experience is the player coach never works out, ever. You're either the coach or you're the player. I've never seen it work out. But typically, that's a morph, a phase that people end up going through. Then... You hire a department manager. Sometimes it's an operations manager. It's usually where you're not good at. You're right. not hiring the sales manager. You're typically hiring the, the bookkeeper, right? You're hiring mm-hmm. someone to begin to run a department. And then you move to the executive management team, where now you're hiring a team of people to run each department, and most of the time they report up to you, the founder, right? Now, that isn't always a guarantee either. You may not be good enough to manage an executive management team, right? You might just be a good sales guy who founded the company. Mm -hmm. So you have to elevate your skills along the way. But then you're still probably a control freak even when you have your executive management team. I like to refer to it that first round as 1.0, executive management team 1.0, where you're you're, kind of like the heads, but you're still the control freak. Mm -hmm. They're really not fully empowered. They're kind of figureheads, but they really aren't making moves unless – you said it was okay. Right. And then the move <laughs> is the executive management 2.0, which is when you've now paid up, and both of us have done it, and now they run the business. Sure. Now, you have to make the decision along that way of whether or not that's what you want from your business. But that is the typical phase, the first round of how small business owners go from hand, from doing everything to handing over the baton. The reality is most people never get to executive management team 1.0 and they never get to 2.0. Right. They're still stuck in the middle of it, right? Mm-hmm. All decisions have to run through them. They're never present and, and it becomes very, very messy unless you do what we're referring on today's podcast as the what if phase. What if that first phase that we just outlined never happened at all? Mm -hmm. And what if you did this type of a phase, right? You start with capital. Mm. You you meet guys, investor groups, a fund that funds you. And you make great hires right away. You're starting with a management team who's fully empowered. And you are the CEO in charge of strategy and vision. And then... Eventually, what happens there is you'll take on an additional capital partner. Maybe it's the original guys will invest more in it, or those original guys want to take some money off the table. So we then strategically bring in an additional round of capital, and then there's an exit. What if that was the phase of how the whole thing works? Sounds like a good phase. Sounds like a pretty good thing, right? I'm sold. So why is it, Judge, that the typical phase, the first phase we outlined and the second phase, they never end up 
either of them really ever happening. And it goes back to what you and I teach at Burn the Ships, which is, what are you doing this thing called entrepreneurship for? What is this fucking endgame? It's the thing that I love the most about your SQ1 experience. Everyone thinks about you in SQ1 and Ansara, and they forget the first business that didn't do well, mm -hmm. tanked, and you recrafted it and said, the first phase we laid out is not the phase I want. Mm -hmm. The second phase is what I want. Mm -hmm. Now, you guys didn't start with capital. You had to build it. You didn't start with a management team. You had to build it. But the exit was the plan. Yeah, totally. And that's how it freaking played out. So key concepts to giving control. Let's help people. Let's try to answer the original question from the viewer, which was, when do I? How do I know? So we came up with a couple things. Number one, understand your superpower. Man, what are you good at and what do you suck at? Yeah, we got a guy in the business right now, and he sucks at being um, – an operator, although I think he's getting much better, but he's recognized it. So yeah. we were making some moves to fix that. So like, if your unique ability is selling, then don't, you know, how do you get to outsource the finance? Mm -hmm. Because it's just going to cause tension and frustration. And by you trying to control it, it's going to take you away from your superpower, which is selling. So let's talk about a couple other uh, key mindset shifts for people here on how to, to give up control here. I believe, and you've heard me say this, and I've never heard your comments on when I say it, you like it or you dislike it, but you know, I cannot stand when people say my business is my baby. Mm -hmm. Like, dude, you're, now don't, don't misunderstand what I'm saying to the audience here. You have to make your business a member of your family. But it's not your baby. Your baby needs to be fed constantly. It needs to be watched over constantly. It needs to be uh, fed all the time. That's not it. Your baby grows up. Mm -hmm. Your baby's a baby for what? A year? Yeah. Then it starts to become a little toddler. Then it becomes an adolescent. Then it becomes a preteen. Then it becomes a teen. And then it becomes a fucking adult. Mm -hmm. But if your business is always your fucking baby. Then it's going to. Drive you crazy like a fucking baby does. Drive crazy like a fucking baby. It's always going to need you. Yeah. Like a baby needs you. Yeah, it's a good... No, I... With your context there, I buy that. I think I needed the context. It's great. It's great in that context. The business has to mature like a child does. Yeah. Otherwise, it stays a baby. Mm. All right? Maybe I'm being too technical on the term no, baby. No, no. I think it's a good, a good way to frame that. I think the other thing, too, to help people <clears throat> when they want to give up control of their business is you have to want to not control everything. You have to see benefit in having other people do some other things that you may not be good at, mm -hmm. right? So I guess there's a level of humility that says, eventually you have to say, I no longer want mm -hmm. to do that work, Sure. right? Mm -hmm. I want to empower someone else to be able to get benefits like I've gotten benefit out of the business. So mm -hmm. I want to give that opportunity to other people. You gotta, I think you have to have that as a mindset to be able to actually even enter into a delegation, an other person empowerment type thing. What do you think about that? I do. I think that's spot on. I think you got to want to share the wealth. Oh, no. <laughs> that, that, that's, a, that's a big one, right? I mean, depending on what the end game is, if you're trying to big build something substantial, and what I mean substantial is – you know, million dollars, millions and millions, eight figure, nine figure plus exit, you, you, you can't do it on your own and you can't be greedy and um, 
you know, there just becomes a point where you have to trade some of that equity to keep great people. That's just how it plays out. It is just how it plays out. Eventually, and we see it all the time. We, we see burn the ships attendees who have figureheads with titles and salaries that aren't even remotely close to what we would envision it to take. And, you know, yeah, let me, I mean, every time you see in the headlines, you know, even, you know, PR that's been about me personally, whatever you see that, when numbers get to that size, dude, a lot of people are getting paid. <laughs> okay. You don't get to big numbers without a lot of great people and a lot of them getting paid a lot of money. Yeah. That's and not just, just on the exit, dude. On the operating, on, too. On, on the way up and on the way out. <laughs> now, you on the way up may not get a lot, but you get more on the way out. Yes. And then the finisher here is you actually have to believe that others can do a better job than you do. Totally, man. You need to have that self-reflection ASAP. Right. What's your superpower? Where are you not good? And where do you compliment? I mean, it's like that whole concept of yin and yang. <clears throat> it makes me so sad, dude, when I walk into businesses and I see the, the owner or founder still doing everything. It, it, it really troubles me because they just don't understand that that's not the way it has to go. The business should be bigger. There should be lots of people who should be able to eat out of the checkbook. There should be a, a real desire to get big, to share the wealth, to, there's what, t tell me, I mean, we were, we were saying to this guy yesterday, right? Like he was saying, you know, well, you know, am I going to have to, you know, heavily report to you guys? Dude, we support winning. So, yeah. like, if, if you're not seeing other people winning in your organization, you need to look in the mirror and say, why is that? There's nothing better than coming to work and seeing other people kicking ass without your involvement. Would you? I mean, that's fucking, that's the beauty of this whole thing. Yeah, totally. So I hope we answered our, our, our viewers' question, our listeners' question about, you know, when do you delegate? Dude, you, you delegate when... When it's needed. When, it, when it's needed. Sometimes before you can afford it. Yeah. Sometimes you got to do it anyway. But it doesn't, delegation doesn't remove your desire to be in the business to win. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know, when you get scale and you have to become a manager, you have to understand where you need to delegate and not. Can you manage? You know, that's a big, that's a big point too. Because a lot of people think, oh, um, I'm growing I'm at a max, I'll just hire. I'll just get an assistant. And then nine times out of 10, it's a fucking disaster because yeah. you don't know how to manage. You don't know how to set them up for success. And, and they're, they're never good enough for you. Well, no, dude, it's your fault because you didn't hire the right person. You didn't train them properly and you didn't set the expectations because you're too busy and because you thought you need to hire somebody and by hiring somebody, it fixes it. It doesn't fix it. It doesn't fix it. Your, your <clears throat> requirement to manage, deliver strategy, vision, paint the end game, paint the map, never really goes away. Yeah, I think in the short term, this struggle, this, this up the hill for entrepreneurs, when you get to your max and you have to hire – 
guess what? You have to put more fuel in the tank because when you're at your max and it's, you're making your first one, two, or three hires, dude, that's the hardest. Now you have to give what you were giving plus mm. to those hires. You don't get to that I'm the mm. boss CEO title until you've got 15, 20 people. Mm. That's, that, that, that's a big misconception. You know, Jordan used to always say, like, uh, you know, um, or somebody would always tell me, I, mean, I hated this one. You know, this is when I had, you know, eight or nine people, ten people. Man, it must be nice being the boss. You know what? It's not fucking nice. Those motherfuckers get paid more than I do, right? I, I They're going home. They're my boss, right? Like, I'm having to make sure they're taken care of and aligned, right? And I love my team, but it's you're missing the thing. I, I, I hope we're doing justice to what we're really trying to say here, which is that this concept of um, twofold, I guess, Judge, it's the first is, you know, if, if you're unwilling to give up control, you're missing a big element of this thing. Well, and if you're unwilling to serve, okay, leaders serve. Mm. Leaders come in early. Leaders take less. Leaders have no problem scrubbing the fucking toilet. Leaders take the shittier computer to give yeah. to the to the the team members. Yeah. Leaders, real leaders, fucking serve. Yeah. Simon Sinek has a great book. Says uh, le- uh, the uh, leaders eat last. Yeah, they do uh, to a point. Yeah. Right, but but for everybody that wants the big wire and everybody that wants to really have the title of real CEO, okay? A real CEO, I look, when somebody tells me they're CEO, <clears throat> they're not CEO until I understand the bank account. Mm-hmm. Anybody can be a fucking CEO. You can go to FedEx Kinko's and yeah. you can get a domain name and put CEO on a business card. Dude, a CEO has a bank account, okay? And that CEO serves. Mm. And they don't get to that bank account in, unless they have served. We hope it helps you. We love the question. That was awesome. So thank you for sending it. We'll leave his name off, but we appreciate you sending it. Judge and I know specifically who you were. We appreciate your your comments very much, and we hope that today was helpful. I mean, there's no, it's just there's just no easy fucking road, man. It just it it's there is an element though to running a business with an executive management team 2.0, and I'm in it. Um, that it is easier. Oh, yeah, everything at it, it, it real scale is easier. It is it's, easier at scale. It's the hike to scale. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason most people don't make it up the hill is, is yeah. re-listen to every one of our episodes in the podcast and fix that shit, you'll make it to the hill. Send us an email to support at burntheships.com if you have a question or you want a topic that you'd like Judge and I to talk about. We're wide open to um, if the topic makes sense and we think we can add value. We're, we're, so send it to support at burntheships.com and we'll take a look at it. We'd be happy to put it on the air if, um, if it makes sense to the audience. Look, man, we appreciate you guys. I, ho- I, hope, you, I hope you read between the lines today that – you know, giving up control is not a bad thing unless um, you're, you're just giving up control because you, you just don't want to commit any deeper. Dude, every time you give up control, you need to recognize you're going to commit deeper mm. because it has to fucking work. Yeah. And I just think that's the big takeaway for all the meetings that we've had recently. There is this element of, and this should be a topic of a podcast, when are you going to win? Like, when are you just going to fucking win? Mm. You know? 
Well, nobody wants to be called a loser or any of that sort of stuff. Dude, sometimes you are a fucking loser. If you've been doing the same thing for years and not getting ahead, if the bank account isn't rising, if the chaos is still existing, if the frustration, the unhappiness is still there, dude, when are you going to win? Mm -hmm. When are you going to figure it out? Yeah. You know? And I think the one thing that, that on a personal level, people need to understand, dude, I wasted a decade. I was thinking I was winning. I was trying to win, but I didn't have the roadmap. And the roadmap is how you fucking win. Build it out, take the time, execute it, and the results will be better than just winging it. Mm -hmm. All right? That's it, everybody. And as always, make it happen. <laughs> See you down the road. You are listening to the Scale with Speed podcast. Why? Because scale equals revenue and speed equals profit. Hosted by nine-figure business builders, Matt Monero and Judge Graham. Enter with caution. Thank you.